0: Hello and welcome back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I do want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. Thank you for entrusting me to be able to try to teach you some of the Word of God. Thank you to all those that have sent in questions and all those who support the podcast. It's, it's a blessing and a benefit to know that I'm helping people. And that's one of the reasons that I have the podcast is because even though I wasn't saved... Until later in life, I had a lot of good quality men that poured the Word of God into me, and it allowed me to be able to really take leaps and bounds spiritually because I had the knowledge that I needed to be able to grow spiritually. And um, it's your responsibility, if you're a young person, to glean everything that you can from the Word of God. If you're listening to this podcast and you're a young Christian, it's very possible that one day you'll have your own podcast and be able to help people like I helped you one day. And it's very important that we keep these things in mind because we're really only one generation away from apostasy. All it takes is my generation slipping and falling, and the next generation doesn't have any teachers. And then without any teachers, they're left to their self. And so it's very important that as we study and as we teach the Word of God, We pour into this next generation what it is we know so that they can be strong and able to stand against the wiles of the devil and able to know why they believe what they believe. But today, we're going to be on the topic of regeneration, the topic of regeneration. Now, of course, regeneration, according to the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, which is one of the main study books that I use, probably my favorite book, and it just has all the all the words that are in the Bible and how many times they're used. It's it's a good foundation and I guess I'm kind of old school anyhow. Just like to kind of look the words up and read the word of God and let it speak to my heart. But um according to the strong's exhaustive concordance, the word regeneration means this. It means a rebirth or a spiritual renovation. I really like that definition, spiritual renovation. Because when you renovate something, you go in and you take everything out and you replace it with new things. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen like a house renovation, but that's what it's like. You just renovate the whole kitchen and all the bathrooms and then you build decks and you do you redo the windows. It's a, it looks like a total different place after you're done with the renovation, but the main structure of the house remains the same. So I really like that definition, spiritual renovation. But as you take the word regeneration and break it apart, of course, generation means birth. Generation means birth. And then regeneration would mean rebirth or born again would be a good title that Christian believers would use. um, The second birth is a regeneration. So let's look at the only two times that the word regeneration is used in the Bible. And the first place is in the book of Matthew, chapter 19, in verse 28. The book of Matthew, chapter 19, in verse 28. Of course, Jesus here is talking to the apostles, and he says this, And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, Ye also shall set upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Of course, here the term or the word regeneration is used with the earth. When Jesus comes back for the thousand year reign of Christ, there will be a regeneration of the earth. There'll be a spiritual renovation that takes place on the earth. Jesus will be seated on a throne, and the twelve disciples will be Will be seated with him. So, this is talking about the spiritual renovation of the earth here in the book of Matthew, chapter 19, and verse number 28. And the reason that's important is because everything will change when Jesus comes to rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years. Just like in the hearts and lives of the believer, those who have accepted Christ, those who have had a rebirth or are born again, everything changes in their life. Titus chapter 3 and verse number 5, the book of Titus chapter 3 and verse number 5, and we'll look at the second time the word regeneration is used. The Bible says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saves us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Of course, he regenerates us when we're born again, when we, the Bible says, According to his mercy, he saved us. How did he save us? By the washing of regeneration, by giving us a spiritual renovation, by allowing us to be born again, by taking our sins and washing them in his own precious blood, so that we, who were once aliens and enemies of God, could be brought back to him to enjoy the fellowship. And the life that he always intended for us to use. But in order for that to take place, there has to be a regeneration. Our lives have to be renovated spiritually. Then 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 4. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 4. The Bible says this whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Of course, of course, that divine nature that he's talking about there in the book of 2 Peter is what happens when the Holy Spirit moves in to the heart and life of the believer. He regenerates them. He gives them a new nature. That's why we don't go the same places we used to go. We don't say the same things we used to say. We don't do the same things we used to do. Why? Because we've been regenerated by the divine nature. That the Holy Spirit imparts unto us when he comes and lives on the inside. And then you'll notice this in the first part of the verse. He says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Because of that regeneration, because of that spiritual renovation, because of that rebirth or being born again, the Bible all of a sudden becomes a book of precious promises. See, when you're lost and you read the Bible, it seems kind of confusing. But after you get regenerated and you begin to read the Word of God, the promises are exceedingly great and precious, is what the Bible says. And why is that? Because you've been regenerated. The Bible before salvation is just another book. But after salvation, it is the roadmap and the guidebook to our Christian life. Why? Because of regeneration, because there's been a spiritual renovation in our hearts and in our lives. 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 2. The book of 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 2. The Bible says this, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, that word like him, for we shall see him as he is. How are we going to be like him? Because of regeneration, because he spiritually renovated us. God took a sinner and made him a saint when he regenerated him. He gave us a new nature. He gave us new desires. But... In the same time, He is constantly conforming us unto the image of His Son. That's why after somebody saved five years, they ought to have a little bit more growth in their life than they had when they were just saved five days. The same thing after somebody saved 50 years. They should be light years ahead of where they were at when they were only 10 years old in the Lord. Why? Because we're constantly being conformed to be like him, like Jesus, because of regeneration, because of that spiritual renovation that took place in our lives. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 1. The book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. We were quickened. We were brought to life. We were regenerated by the grace of God. When he saved us, he regenerated us. And what were we before we were regenerated, before we were quickened, before we were saved? We were just dead in trespasses and sins, constantly doing wrong, constantly not able to get a victory over anything, constantly not able to keep anything positive going in our life. Why? Because we were trying to do it in the arm of the flesh, and the arm of the flesh will fail us every time. But once we've been regenerated, once we've been spiritually renovated, once we've been born again, that work takes place in our life, and we're quickened, we're brought to life, according to the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 1. He brought us to life from the dead because of regenerations. Regeneration, I'm sorry. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 4. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. That word, our life. He's our life. He's the only one we're looking for. He's the only one we're looking to. He's the only one that can perform the work of regeneration. Why? Because he gave his life for us. He gave his life so we could have life and in turn made his life our life. It's who we look to. It's who we depend on. It's who we trust in because of regeneration. He's our life. Before we were saved, we had no desire for Christ. But after we're saved, now Christ is the main part of our life. Why? Because of regeneration. Because there's been a change that's been brought about by a divine nature of a thrice holy God moving in on the inside, and He regenerated us because of His grace and his mercy in our life. And now, he's our life. He's our whole life. Everything that we do hinges on the cross of Christ. Book of John, chapter 1, in verse number 12. The book of John, chapter 1, in verse number 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now, here we're talking about salvation, of course, in the book of John chapter 1, but there's a regeneration that takes place here. Why? Because to them gave he power to become the sons of God. That regeneration or that spiritual renovation was only possible because he gave us the power to do it. We could not correct ourselves. We could not fix our sin problem. We could not make things right with God. But when he performed in us the work of regeneration or when we decided made a choice to be born again even to them that believe on his name he he performed the task of regeneration in our lives it was jesus that did the work but we accepted the work that he did and he spiritually renovated us because of regeneration now how do you know how do you know you've been regenerated. How do you know that you've had a spiritual renovation? One verse and we're done. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17. Regeneration. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You know that you've had a spiritual renovation if you're a new creature. The things you used to say, you don't say them. The places you used to go, you don't go. The thoughts you used to think, you don't think them. Or at least when you do think them, there's something on the inside that says you shouldn't be thinking like that. Why? Because of the work of regeneration in our life. A new creature. He makes you a brand new creature in Christ. New desires, new directions, new dedications. Because of Christ performing the work of regeneration in our life. He spiritually renovated us when we were born again. We, we, had to be, we, we had to be regenerated. Of course, generation is birth. Regeneration is a rebirth. We had to be born again. Now, if you've never been regenerated, if you've never had the work of regeneration done in your life, then it's very simple. All you have to do is accept Christ as your Savior. And you can have this work of regeneration. You can become that new creature, not because of what we've done, but because of what Christ has done for us. Thank you again for joining us today for the Biblical Principles podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can forward them over to us by email at biblicalprinciples@juno.com. That's all lowercase letters, Juno.com. And thank you again for joining us, and have a wonderful day.